Empire of the Sun. Suns. Empire of the Suns. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Arizona Sports presents the Empire of the Suns podcast. Empire of the Suns. Hello there and welcome to the Empire of the Suns podcast. My name is Kevin Olson, joined as always by Kevin Zimmerman. Kevin, I know the moniker, the phrase breaking news edition of the podcast is one that gets a lot of flack these days. People like to make fun of it. But holy smokes, my friend, if there was a time to do one, this is the time. What's up? Oh, Bo Cruz is going to be a free agent. So, yeah, huge. The, the, the diamond in the rough that we all expected. Uh, we're going to go here for like 15, 20 minutes because we don't know how long this is going to take. And what we are referring to is that Kevin Durant requested a trade. Sham Sharania first reported that. Adrian Wojnarowski reported that the Suns and the Heat are two teams that Durant is uh, our preferred destinations, are among the preferred destinations. We don't know a ranking. We don't know which is the most preferred of the preferred. Chris Haynes initially just reported it was Phoenix. Uh, so all of this, all of this noise, uh, all of this nothingness that I made fun of everyone for believing last episode, Kevin, boy, did that age terribly. Uh, and it turns out all of you that were holding out hope for this were indeed correct. Uh, I, I being the Grinch of the Kevin Durant uh, moments w- was quite wrong. And uh, we're here now, buddy. Uh, what, what were your immediate reactions when you saw it? I just started laughing. I mean, I think I was surprised because Kevin Durant's a dude who just wants to show up and play basketball. Like he carries that narrative about, you know, getting tired with the Warriors, getting tired with the Thunder, wanting new places to go. And maybe he just like gets bored where he's at. But um, ultimately he likes like just showing up and hooping type of vibes. And I thought the Kyrie news would just be like, okay, I think Kyrie will play this year for the Nets. I'll show up too. And we'll, we'll see how far we go. And then maybe, you know, if Kyrie doesn't work out or things happen where Ben Simmons doesn't play and it's just like all on him, he'd want to leave. But um, I guess he has some sense that it's not going to be that. And it's going to be more of a mess than I guess I was thinking Brooklyn was going to be. So he wants out. And so I get it from that perspective. Let's hit on the sun's angle right away. The Suns have two things going for them. There, there are two main things here that are factors, and I think the biggest question is how much of the – is it 70-30, 80-20, 90-10? And what I mean by this is Kevin Durant wants to come to Phoenix amongst other places for now that we know. We know one of them is Phoenix. The Suns also have one of the best hypothetical trade packages that teams could put together right now for, um, for Kevin Durant. Uh, you can debate whether DeAndre Ayton is like the star of this deal hypothetically, or if there is like an A, I, I think the one thing the Suns don't have going for them is that they don't have a star level player to include in this, but what they do have is balance to offer because DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson, we would assume uh, Mike and Sam from the timeline podcast had a, a couple of episodes on this and they had one that mainly focused on what a hypothetical deal would look like. And, and Mike was basically saying a deal without Mikel Bridges is, is theoretically possible in, in a type of sign and trade, but it would take a lot of other things happening. And we just have to assume because Kevin Durant makes $44 million this year, $44 million next year, uh, that 
it would have to include those guys. Now the Suns do have a bunch of expiring salaries they could throw in, sure. But I would be shocked if the Suns were able to land Kevin Durant without giving up DeAndre and Mikel Bridges. So I don't know where it is in terms of what matters more 80, 20, 70, 30, that where he wants to go and what the team has to offer. Uh, But I do know that there is no way Kevin for us to, to possibly expect what is going to come in terms of what a trade package will look like and what other teams are willing to offer. Uh, you look at, I, I listened to Zach Lowe and Bobby Marks. I referenced that episode last, uh, last episode. You should listen to it right after this one, to be honest, because they went over 20, 25 minutes of fake trades. Uh, they mentioned Scotty Barnes in Toronto is something where they're not sure if Toronto would want to do it. They mentioned Evan Mobley in Cleveland is someone where they're not sure if Cleveland would want to do it. But then again, this is Kevin Durant. Uh, I'm not an NBA historian, but I'm pretty sure that nothing like this has ever happened before in terms of a player of this caliber at this point in their career with four years left on their salary has requested a trade before um, and, and been available like this. So you look at a team like with someone like Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes, who are like going to make a bunch of all NBA teams in, in their future and, and teams can offer that sort of one, a player. That's the only hesitation I have in terms of the trade market, but uh, Kevin, go wherever you want. Do you do, like in terms of Kevin Durant, what he wants, what, what the trade market looks like, what, what, what's on your mind right now at the forefront of where we're at right now. So I'm going from the sun's angle and that is about gutting the roster. And to me, I think the big question for me is how do you feel? Because it's going to be the same situation as the Nets in some ways, where if you have three heavily reliant need the ball guys on one team, I'm not saying that that's a chemistry concern so much as I'm saying if one of those guys is out for a significant amount of time or even gets hurt in the playoffs, then suddenly your your boat's more rickety, I guess, than it would be if you're, uh, as James Jones has said that one time at least, uh, a three-by-five team where you just have the depth to kind of at least survive for a little bit. Um, so that's kind of, I think, what the Suns are definitely going to have to think about right now in the next few hours if they have not thought about it already, which I'd be surprised. Um, but do you mortgage depth for being very, very top heavy of a roster um, and also very expensive, which is another question that I think we have in the back of our minds because we weren't sure they wanted to pay to keep a a pretty good team together. So can I slightly, can I slightly rephrase that Kevin? Sure. I I think it's more do the Suns believe because to me, Kevin, if they do this trade and it is Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and then, whoever is left of the Dario Sarge campaign, Landry Shamit, Jay Crowder group, um, and then guys on the veterans minimum, you would hope with this team, Kevin, that they would use the taxpayer MLE. They're, they're going to have a lot of money on their tax books uh, for next year if they do this to. type of deal. You, you would have to? Basically, to me. Yeah, you, have, you have to add players. Um, with that being and, – and they don't have any resources available. But, but with that in mind, I believe – that it significantly increases their odds of winning a championship next year and the year after compared to whatever sort of best case scenario could have happened for them with an Aiton sign and trade or Aiton coming back and them sort of figuring out again to get DeAndre back to the level that he was in last postseason. If DeAndre had like a breakout season or whatever, I still think that the Kevin Durant alternate universe 
um, which is an alternate universe for now. We'll see what happens in two hours when free agency starts. Um, I think that their odds are significantly better at a championship. W- would you agree? And, and if so, do you think the Suns agree? Because I, that's what I wanted to rephrase. Is, is James Jones's philosophical change going to be there in terms of depth doesn't matter as much when you have Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker, who, by the way, Kevin, with depth not mattering, Chris Paul, injury plagued last two years. Kevin Durant, injury plagued last two years. And this yeah. is not me being the, they shouldn't trade for Kevin Durant guy. They should trade for Kevin Durant. They should go whatever Brooklyn wants for Kevin Durant. They should trade for Kevin Durant. Just being clear. But yeah. do, do the Suns feel that way? And then do they feel like they can uh, navigate the financial challenges that will come in the next couple of years with this as well? Because Kevin Durant makes 44, 47, 51, and 54 the next four years. Devin Booker Supermax is coming up. I presented that in the middle of last uh, Monday's episode where I said, They'll be paying over $100 million just to two guys in a couple of years. The cap will go up, yada, yada. But in terms of everything I said there, Kevin, do you, do you believe that the Suns will still be in, in that mindset ultimately? Because I'm not ruling it. it a, we live in a crazy time, and, and this franchise has thrown a lot at us the last decade. I am not turning down the possibility that there are certain avenues to which a Kevin Durant trade where they, where they wouldn't go. I, I do believe that there could be a line in the sand for them. I don't think there should be, and I don't think there ultimately will be. But we have to discuss every avenue, and, that, and that's certainly one of them, right, Kevin? Yeah, I think you get over it and you realize even if he tails off to some degree, that almost extends your championship window um, because of how long his contract is. And honestly, again, it's – look, Mark Stein just said Book's going to get a Supermax offer in a few hours from now. So – uh, widely expected, I guess. I shouldn't say he's saying it's definitely going to happen, but I don't know. I think that you worry about it later. I keep saying this. Um, when you have a chance to have two top 15 guys, even if they slide to 20, um, at least Chris might. If you have a chance to get a top five guy in Kevin Durant, I, I don't see what you're really discussing beyond um planning beyond that, honestly, um, and, and talking with the Nets and seeing, okay, what do you actually want from us? Because again, we don't know. They don't value Cam Johnson as much as uh, Suns people do if they don't value Mikel. Um, although I think that's really hard, especially on his deal. No. <laughs> everyone, everyone values Mikel, but I, everyone I values Mikel. I can so see the other it, two. Yeah. I think the discussions are um, how do we piece together a team? Because it, it's a schematic, very different team too. And you, you probably have to bring the coach into this and say, what is your thought? And he would probably, Monty Williams would probably say, yes, please do that. Love Mikel Bridges, but do that. A, a part of this that we have not discussed is the teams that feel like they're legitimately in this, which how, who knows how much that changed over the last three hours. And uh, right. so, so that opens up a can of worms in terms of our discussion, Kevin, because there have been the whispers and the rumors the last six weeks. So how much of this has already been predetermined? How much of this is actually a thing that is happening in real time right now? Cause you and I believe there's a good chance that three o'clock strikes and this just happens. Um, yeah. I think there's a good chance of that. With that being said, it could be drawn out over a couple of days. And if it is Kevin, if we're living in, if, if that is the actual universe, we're about to be in the reality we're about to be in then for agency is going to be on pause. I saw that Keith Smith reported something to that extent, but I, I tweeted earlier just out of just 
Um, didn't need to check in with my sources, Kevin. Like everything's going to go on pause for the teams that believe they have a realistic shot at Kevin Durant. Now it's going to be interesting to see which teams are like that, like Detroit with their cap space and Portland with their cap space and teams with cap space who don't have like God tier offers for Kevin Durant. Like they're just going to go about their business. Does that change what Phoenix is able to do? Cause there, there is a, again, there are so many different outcomes that are possible over the next couple of hours and days. One of them is that the Kevin Durant sweepstakes takes a couple of days. And then the teams that don't ultimately get him are screwed in free agency. Now i um, not screwed, but they are way behind in free agency. I should phrase it that way. And there's a chance that could happen to the Suns or the heat or whoever really commits to this when they had other plans in place and then they have to go. But the thing is, if the Suns hear back that they're not there with Kevin Durant, they will move with, they will be decisive. They will go quick uh, because they're going to have to, uh, unless it happens in a couple in, in two hours <laughs> and, and it's just the start of free agency and then everything's happening, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think uh, we, we need to go much further in terms of uh, we haven't even discussed Kevin Durant, what he is as a basketball player. He's one of the 15 or 20 best basketball players of all time. There is an argument to be made that I would make to anyone that he's the best offensive player that has ever played the game or the best score. I'll, I'll rephrase. I'll say score. He's the best score that's ever existed in the league. And that is a slight at him because he is such uh, that is an unintended slight at him, to be clear. Got to be got to be clear with those these days, Kevin. Basketball players, I keep like keep getting mad at me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> hopefully that that doesn't happen with Kevin Durant. Uh, he is incredibly well-rounded. I talked about this on Wolf and Luke a couple of days ago. He is a very, 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 very good. He's, he's a phenomenal defensive player. He is a phenomenal playmaker. Brooklyn had to have him turn into a passer basically for them a lot more in the second half of last year because he had to do everything because so many guys were hurt. Kyrie was playing every other game. All that kind of stuff was going on, and he did it. And he averaged something like six, seven, eight assists per game, whatever it was. He was phenomenal. And then if you look at his efficiency numbers, it's just a joke. Uh, the, the, the one thing that I'll say, Kevin, to like let people marinate with over the time this happens is that this would be now be uh, if you thought the Suns were going to have some sort of philosophical basketball change with taking more threes and shots at the rim. They basically will only take mid range shots now, <laughs> just like they are going to set a record for mid range attempts and all that kind of stuff possible. By the way, Kevin Durant shoots like 54, 55 percent from the mid range. So he should be taking those shots. I'm not saying he shouldn't be but that's like one little uh, brief tease I'll go into before we get to whenever our next pod is in terms of uh, whenever the Kevin Durant stuff happens or whenever another uh, Suns thing happened. Is there, is there anything else that you, you think is worth mentioning now before things start happening? Yeah, I think that there could be some madness as far as other guys who are free agents or other guys like John Collins, who is on the trading block where, there could be other crazy pieces to this that we're not expecting, but I don't want to guess at that. I just want to say that I think we'll see something happen with any Kevin Durant trade that will be surprising depending on teams or players involved. Say that one more time. Oh, I just think other teams are going to get involved that we're not seeing in other players and it's going to yeah. be surprising. And that's why it's saying the Suns have to trade their three guys. Well, that's not necessarily true. Um, if other teams get involved and it just works out a certain way, but I, it's just impossible to like, guess at how that would come about. I'm already losing my mind at 110 uh, PM for this day, Kevin, which is not a good idea. I already mentioned the whole, like Brooklyn wants to win. Right. And, and they're, they're going to have a pretty good team here. I think that bit is pretty important of this too. Um, this is not a Kevin Durant 
we're trading our star and we're blowing things up, you know, like Houston, like Oklahoma City, like New Orleans with all the trades we've seen lately uh, for stars. Brooklyn, I assume, is going to want to keep winning and they're going to get such a great package back that they are going to be able to keep winning, assuming everything works out with Kyrie Irving and he's able to play and all this kind of stuff. But, I mean, the momentum keeps going. Uh, On FanDuel, the Suns have now moved to co-favorites for the NBA title. There was all of that. We mentioned last episode that the Nets movement with uh, with DeAndre Ayton happened a couple of days ago. So... It's funny because all that happened when the Kyrie thing happened. So it's like, did Kyrie staying seal it? Would Kevin Durant have stayed if Kyrie Irving left? <laughs> it's just like, it's a maddening uh, prospect to kind of uh, go over here. So I, I think that I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of at a, I'm kind of at a loss now in terms of where, where we discuss from here. Do you just want to call it there? Let's call it. Also, I want to say, does Kyrie since he technically has to like sign a piece of paper, can he just be like, Oh, he's not coming back. It wasn't about me. I'm sure. Do I have to come back? Like, how does that work? Could he just be like, Oh, I guess I'll take the mid-level with the Lakers. I have no idea. Hopefully he doesn't do that. Oh gosh. If he, if he just dips sets, that would be amazing. I think the deadline was yesterday for him to formally opt in, but then no one reported that he formally opt in after it was reported that he needed to formally opt in. So I, I, I have no idea. One more shout out to our Australian correspondent, David. He's had this thing called the golden handshake theory, which is his theory. I'm going to butcher this, David, so I'm not going to describe it fully. You can go to his newsletter site and read more on it. Uh, That's there. But essentially the way that Chris Paul's extension was formatted in the way where he gets that 15 million non-guaranteed in year three, non-guaranteed in year four, there are certain reasons to believe that that type of deal was agreed upon with the, um, his theory, working theory, to be clear, speculation-based, um, that his working theory is basically that there was an agreement in place that like, we are going to spend, like we will get in a luxury tax and we will pursue a star so you can have a chance at a title, basically. We will pursue that big name. Remember when DeAndre didn't get the deal done, Kevin, and there was Sam Amick's report that came out that the rookie scale extension guys, you can only have two of them, and they were keeping that open. You know That doesn't apply to Durant but it applied to other guys who could have become available. Remember when we thought Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown might not work out. That was one instance where it could have applied. Um, So all of that is to say that like we've learned with the James Jones sort of operation in the last couple of years, like a lot of this comes with long-term thinking in mind. And was it, if this is something where they've really thought this was going to happen for a year or two now, it's pretty crazy to put your eggs in that basket or or your primary eggs in that basket. But at the same time, you got to think, well, is it, is it crazy? Cause you should be ready in case someone like Kevin Durant becomes available and, and they were ready. It happened with Chris Paul too. It's being yeah. ready. And I guess the one easy way to think about it is always be ready for a star to suddenly be available. And Chris Paul was obviously very different, but always be ready and have a team of guys that they will like, and you will be in a good spot. And they've done that. And they've done that. And, and you know what? It, Suns fans, if, we come back on next episode and Kevin Durant got traded elsewhere. I think you just have to be happy with that. First of all, for all of the, uh, I'm, I don't want to say negativity, but mostly negativity about James Jones in the last couple of months that I've been seeing on Twitter with the job that he's done, which again, it makes no sense. He's one of the best GMs in the league um, for him to have them in a position right now where they should be considered the favorites to land Kevin Durant right now, when he requests a trade is, is pretty remarkable stuff uh, on their end. So 
All right. Is it funny that when we intro the next podcast, probably Kevin will know if Kevin Durant's on the Phoenix Suns or not? Not crazy. Yeah, it should be a good app. Unless the Suns sign Dante Divincenzo on the taxpayer MLE, then we'll break again, Kevin. Right? Then we'll break again. Dante Hive rises from the ashes. We never, we never died. We never did. We were just waiting. waiting I can't believe patience. I spent. I, I did the radio shift on Bickley and Murata this morning. I can't believe I just spent time talking about no Frank Kaminsky, maybe Dante DiVincenzo, and then this pops out. And then Kevin Durant. Yeah. A little, we, a little different conversation this afternoon. 15 it's seconds okay. to be clear because I meme about the Dante thing. I don't think it makes a ton of sense. Uh, Sam made some really good points and kind of like this is similar to Shamit. Really good defender, shooter, hypothetical ball handler, doesn't shoot well at the rim. There's like a lot of similarities there that would scare you. Uh, but uh, they're going to need to add some basketball players here, Kevin. Let's see if one of them is Kevin Durant. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Hopefully you listened to this before the Kevin Durant stuff happened. If you didn't, uh, let us know how badly our takes aged. And we'll be back next time. And we'll see if next time it is it is that Durant fella in, in his son's uniform. What a time to to be alive. We'll see you then.